Good morning. Welcome to the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I'm Rob G. So glad you could join me listening to this podcast. Uh, Today is Friday, October 26th, 2018. It's 35 degrees. Sun is blaring orange coming up behind me. Um, Beautiful, beautiful autumn day. The leaves are starting to change down here in the tri-state area. I'm about 20 minutes in the suburbs outside of New York City, if you don't know, and you're outside the area. But it's beautiful up here this time of year. As you go upstate more, you see more of the the different colored leaves, the, the oranges and the reds and the yellows. Just unbelievable to actually see the rolling hills of changing colors. But I am on my way this morning into the box. Box is my job. It's called the box because I work inside a big glass and metal box. It's an office building. Very sterile, very cold. You know, it's you go inside and you sit there and it's filled with fake lighting and recycled air. It's just uh anyway. That's a little bit of a tangent, but <clears throat> that's why I keep things in perspective. Sometimes I do that to keep it in perspective of where I'm going is not where I want to be. And I'm not going to wallow in misery over it. It's just the reality of the opposite of what I want, which, if you don't know, I'm working a 9-to-5 job, and I'm building a company outside of that. My company's purpose for me and my family and my life is to create flexibility of time and to be able to command my own rates, thus giving me the freedom to do what it is I want to do. I don't like asking for time off. You know, whenever I have to ask for a day off, I feel like I feel like I'm a little kid asking for a cookie and maybe my mommy will say yes and give me a cookie. That's what I feel like. But Anyway, if you want to find me across the web, if you care to look around, see what else I'm putting out there content-wise, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AuthenticRobG. You can find me on YouTube at my channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y. I'm putting out content there every week, some fresh new stuff for you to lay your eyeballs on. So go check out some of that. It's more straightforward teaching and perspective and life hacks, time compression ideas, things to make your day more productive and help you win overall. So check out those videos there and spike some comments below. Hit the subscribe button. Like I said, great new content coming up every week over there on the YouTube channel Savvy. But today I'm going to join you, or you're going to join me, or we're going to join each other. I'm going to talk a little bit about branding today and as you may or may not know, at GenoveseWeb.com, that's what we do. We do branding, brand identity, logos, websites, everything associated with creating a good experience for your customers. So I'm going to talk about specifically the branding path this morning. Because if you don't know and you're building your own business, you're building your own personal brand maybe, there's a path you need to follow. And this is where branding as a process or an umbrella is tied together with what you're trying to build. 
you know, everybody starts out, every company, every organization or individual, you start out in obscurity like everybody else. Nobody knows you exist. You think about launching an idea, a business, and maybe it doesn't happen right away, but you're tossing it around, you're testing it out, and you're just doing things to see if maybe it's actually viable, if people want what you've got. So you're in obscurity. You don't really exist yet. But once you do start to put together some of the things that it takes to build a business, start laying a foundation, you've got the knowledge, you've got the product or service, you've got it ready to roll, you're engaging on social media, you're starting your advertising campaign, you're spreading the word by word of mouth. Maybe you're doing some pitches, you're doing some cold calling, whatever you're doing to start the on the path, which is what you're looking to do in getting to the, the first step. So you lay in obscurity until you get to step one or you make your way to step one, which is awareness. Step one on the branding path is awareness. That's obvious. It's simply making people aware that you exist. The awareness is what you want to first get to because if people aren't even aware you're out there, well, I mean, you're, you're just nowhere. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory. You have to be aware. And your whole marketing strategy will come into play with this. Your advertising, where you're going to advertise, your social platforms. But after awareness, what you're going to get to is familiarity. And here's where you start to actually gain some eyeballs who recognize that you're even a player in the arena. And usually it's not even on a conscious level. It's more on a subconscious level. You know, I get into this brain stuff sometimes. Sometimes my wife says I think too much. But that's the way I am. I, I like to know why we think the way we do. And when it comes to brands and the familiarity of your business, it really occurs on a uh, excuse me on a subconscious level. You know, you you put yourself out there on social media, and you're sharing valuable content. You're engaging in conversation with other people, maybe their potential clients or other people in your industry. The word's getting around, and in people's minds, in, say, the client's mind, they when they hear your company or they see some kind of element of your brand, whether it's the logo, it's an ad, it's you sharing content, maybe a quote, whatever it may be, a video, whatever interaction that potential customer has, they see it and they go, yeah, in their mind, I think I heard of them. And that's, that's where you start to have the seed of something happening, of people moving along the path towards the ultimate goal. Now, after you've done that for some time, and, and you know, this could take a while. However, however long it's going to take is really, uh, it's every business's 
challenge. There's no set time limit on it. It's how much you're going to engage in your marketing strategy. But familiarity means that once you become planted in the end user's mind, there is a bit of, yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I may know somebody who used them. It's, it may not even be true or re- real, but the familiarity creates that perception in a person's mind. Well, after familiarity, you move to the next step or stage, which is called consideration. And consideration is where the potential customer or client, they are actively looking to make a purchase. And what every customer does in this consideration stage is effectively they're making a list. They're going to put together a long list first of potential vendors, people who they're looking to to fulfill their need. They're looking to buy the product. They're looking to buy the service. They're looking to sign up, whatever it may be. And your company gets put on that list to be considered for their purchase. Now, you're on a list with a whole bunch of others, so there's got to be some separating factors there. Hopefully, you've done enough and you've hired a good enough company to handle your branding because this is where branding starts to become more obvious. Because after that long list, the customer's going to put you on a short list. It's, they're immediately going to eliminate companies off that list who don't fit the need. And, and it's probably more uh, skills-based. It's going to be more... Do they offer what I need in terms of support or follow-up or, or anything? If, if products are similar but they're not exactly the same, or the feature set, what are the features and the benefits to me, things like that. But then that short list of a few different companies, they're going to have to choose from. And here's where it starts to really get competitive because what is the separating factor? What will lead them to the next stage in the branding process which is choice where they choose who they're going to work with now here is where brand I should say proper branding here's where proper branding is going to set you above the rest because there has to be some sort of connection between you slash your company and that customer When you have that connection, it's going to be that little slight edge, that little extra thing that's going to move them towards buying from you versus buying from their competitor. Because let's face it, after all all the time that they've taken to evaluate you based on product features, let's just, just keep it generalized, say features, offerings, why would they choose you? And for a lot of people, it's going to come down to your brand. It's not your logo. Your logo is not your brand. In effect, no one element of branding 
is a brand. So it's not the website alone. It's not the logo alone. If you have a store, it's not the store alone. Everything works together to create the experience in the mind of the customer that is your brand. How do you make them feel when they're not with you? That's your brand. It stays with them long after they've left you. That's your brand. So in them making a choice, they're going to choose a company that they relate to, that makes them feel understood. I have, um, there is a great company out there, and this is not a sponsorship. I don't get paid for this. It's just, I just like them. I like, I love everything about them, and that's Dollar Shave Club. Here's, now, this is a good example because this is exactly me putting these shave clubs through the branding path. They, they've come through the branding path, in my mind at least, because you have Harry's, you have Dollar Shave, Gillette has a shave club. I think there's one or two others that I don't even remember. I did this over a year ago. And I did exactly that. I, I was aware because I remember the first commercial I heard was for Harry's. And I thought, that sounds pretty cool. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna join this club because, you know, I just I never like running out of those things, a shaver or shaving cream or anything to do with it. And you know, I don't do the shopping in my house. My wife does the shopping. Thank you, Sonny. She always does shopping. I love it. It's, it it uh, takes a big load off my shoulders. I used to do the shopping. Don't get me wrong. This is not a male chauvinism thing. About 15 years, I did all the grocery shopping, almost 100%. So she does it these days, and I would put on the list, you know, pick up some razors and some shave cream or something like that, and she would do it. But sometimes I would forget to put it on the list, or she went to the store and Maybe she was in a rush and she didn't ask me if I needed anything or maybe she simply forgot them, whatever the case. And then you don't have it and it's like, ugh. You start walking into the job the next day and you look like a grizzly bear. But I figured, well, let me, let me take the load off. This is also a time hack. Subscription services are awesome for time compression. You don't have to worry about it. You just sign up, stuff automatically comes. Thank you. But when I was making a list of shave clubs... I went online and I checked out reviews, big on reviews, and I saw what other people thought, you know, social proof, if other people are having a great experience, then I might too, and Harry's was a forerunner. You know, I kind of like their product design, you know, the, I don't know why the name sounds cool, it just sounds like some English guy who's a fantastic barber who's going to give me, you know, a shave and a haircut and use the straight edge razor, just kind of a, a scene that sounded pretty cool to me. I don't know what it is about English people. That Their accent makes them sound so credible and intelligent. I don't know. I think a lot of people feel that way. But in any event, after doing a, some reading into, I started to realize, actually, I wasn't going to go with Harry's, but Gillette. Now, Gillette, Gillette's been around for a long time. The, I mean, these guys know razors, right? They must be one of the best ones. They were, I think they were a latecomer to the subscription club party. But that doesn't mean anything. 
it wouldn't necessarily mean first to market is the best, although in some cases it really does. But Gillette's a big boy. They know razors. They know men's faces. They know what it takes to get a close shave, comfortable shave. They must be one of the best, right? Well, I started making that short list and actually kind of quickly eliminated Harry's. Um, there was just not enough good reviews. So then it was up to Gillette and Dollar Shave. And Dollar Shave, I didn't like the name necessarily. Celery. The name necessarily. I don't know what that's about. I don't like vegetables. But in any event, I don't know what it is about the name. But the name didn't necessarily appeal to me. But that being said, I still wanted, in the end, I just wanted a good experience, right? So that would be product, service, everything that goes along with it. And I figured, hey, let me try this Dollar Shave. It seemed to be a little bit edging out Gillette for whatever reason. Maybe it was the reviews. I'm not really sure at this point. But I figured, let me give them a shot because basically they were saying, hey, you could have five razor cartridges and a razor handle for a buck and a half. Now, if you don't know, a really good razor. Now, we're talking, um, I think it's a triple blade. I think it's a triple blade. Maybe it's even four blades. I'm not sure. But they could run 15, 20, 25 bucks. I mean, these things get expensive. You know, for a quality razor, they can get expensive. If I figure for a buck and a half, I'm going to give this a shot. And I got nothing to lose. Even if I hated it, I would just throw it away. It's a buck and a half. Who cares? So I signed up and I was kind of excited about what to expect. But I didn't know what I was going to expect when it came. I didn't realize what I was going to be getting. First of all, it came in a little brown box. Like a little bit bit smaller, less than the length of a brick. But I opened it up and inside was, was... It was a brown corrugated box with black printing with their logo on it. It looks like... It almost looks like two hammers in a circle, but I... I guess it's two razors. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Maybe it's a a forging hammer. That's the part that I don't understand. That as a designer, I don't really know what it is. So it's a little confusing to me. But in any event, I liked how it seemed very organic. A little bit rugged. A little bit turn of the century in terms of its design. It brought me back to that other perception I had in my head and it was you know the straight edge barber the straight edge razor used by the barber you know he slaps that blade on the leather band leather strap before he gives you a nice close shave so I open it up and inside similar material there's like a brown corrugated but it's like paper it's like craft paper like that brown paper and it's it's not shredded up but it's spliced up in places to give it a little bit of a a bubbly texture to it. A corrugation. But it wasn't falling apart. It's not like I opened up in a mess. You ever get that that messy stuff? Not like confetti, but like... It's almost like somebody shredded it in a paper shredder and it comes out and it makes a mess. It's not like that. It all hung together. And I pulled that out and underneath that was a 
It's like a little newsletter or something folded up on not perfectly... It wasn't on glossy paper. It was on like a matte paper, like a real thicker than newsprint, a little bit whiter, but in a really nice kind of... uh, following in its design consistency was this turn-of-the-century kind of printing with tips on getting a closer shave and some funny things in there. A little kind of newsletter, a little welcome-to-the-club type of newsletter that they had folded up there neatly. Some offerings, some different things. It just, it was almost entertaining. But it was, like, kind of cool. It was like a friend welcoming you. And then underneath that was, of course, in similar packaging, was a plastic rack of five uh, razor heads, razor cartridges, and a white, orange, and silver handle. And I thought, this is pretty cool. I, I kind of like this the design. I'm, I'm liking this packaging. I'm liking the way my razor looks. You know, for men, it has to... A lot of times they make these razor handles. They, they look like race cars in a way. They're, they're inspired by race cars or things like that. Pretty sleek. And I was like, okay, cool. And came to try it out, and actually, it was really good. It gave me a really good shave. I was very impressed by what ultimately what I was going for was a good shave at a decent price, and I was very happy. And so, Dollar Shave Club went a little bit. They went a little bit further. I don't mean to ramble on, but you've got to get the idea of what branding actually is. It's not the logo. It's not even just the product. They, yes, there has to be a quality product. Yes, there has to be a logo that makes sense. But overall, branding is the experience that when I get to the latter part of the branding path and the ultimate destination, you're going to understand how this comes together. So just bear with me, okay? So listen. I liked the, the, the shave a lot. I liked the razor handle. It was quality. It wasn't flimsy. It was heavy enough, not too heavy. I liked the contours. It fit nicely in my hand. It made it easier to handle. It didn't slip out of my hand in the shower. It was well thought out. And I thought, well, now that I'm using this razor, I think I keep reading. You know, They're good at educating their customers. I go to their website. Their website, again... The design follows right through to their website. Their packaging and their website, their logo, it all looks designed together. And because of that, I poked around in their site and I enjoyed it. The experience was good because the way it functioned was nice. It led me along in a fluid fashion. I wasn't getting lost. Like I didn't not know where to find things when I needed them. And the presentation was excellent. So they taught me a little bit of things. They actually have this part on their website where they ask you some questions. And with some great icons and graphics, based on the answers to your questions, they recommend a product for you. Now, in my education of how to get a a better shave and an even better shave and an even better shave... The next logical thing that I needed to purchase was shaving cream. Now there's creams, there's gels, 
I'm not sure if there's other things. I don't know. I'm not an expert on shaving. But there's different types of products that you apply to your face before you shave. And so after answering the questions on the website, they recommended their Dr. Carver's uh, brand. So it's a, a sub-brand of the Dollar Shave Club. Dr. Carver's Butter Shave sounds kind of funny They're like butter that's what it's called butter shave and I thought well I like the sound of butter it makes me think of that episode of Seinfeld you like Seinfeld that that episode where Kramer he's not getting a close shave so he decides to rub a stick of butter all over his face and he says well that natural emollients give me a nice close shave which kind of makes sense I don't I don't never tried it but it made me think of that and I, saw, I said to myself, well, that, that sounds good. Like, butter is slippery. It's, I don't know. It just, I don't know, it made sense. I don't know why. Maybe they found out through research that men would like to shave with butter, and so they named it Butter Shave. But it's not actually butter. So I ordered it. It came in my next shipment. And let me tell you something. That stuff's amazing. First of all, I like the packaging. It's not the same color scheme as Dollar Shave Club because it's so, it's its own subred. It's its own brand on its own, Dr. Carver's. I like the colors. I like I like the the style of the design. And the product far exceeded my expectations. It was fantastic. And so to bring this story to a close in the example of Dollar Shave Club, I now buy one, two three, four, five different products from them because I would slowly try a new thing and I have not yet been disappointed. Fantastic company. So overall, what brought me together, what I love about them is the design. Yes, as a designer, I like it. The quality of the products are all there. The, 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 the smell, the scent of each product appeals to me as a man. Nothing's flowery. I don't like flowery stuff. I use their hand cream, and it smells like an outdoorsman. I love it. It smells like wood or walnuts or something very woodsy and organic. It's fantastic. Works great, too. And I feel like they get me, and that's where it comes down to. Their brand understands me. They make me feel good about who I am. And they relate to me and they're like a friend. So their whole experience from their design, from their packaging to their product to the website, that whole thing, that whole experience is the brand. That's the brand. And how I feel about it is whether or not they've, they've succeeded. And so my choice in selecting Dollar Shave Club worked out really well. And guess what? They've led me, because after I make that choice, let's face it, if, if any of one of those fell, I might have tried one of the other clubs. If any aspect of Dollar Shave Club fell flat, didn't meet my expectations, or was a disconnect, if, if the whole experience of the packaging and the delivery and the website was great and the product was crap, guess what? They lose. You have to have the whole thing. And even if their product was great, but... Their, their service was terrible and, and they weren't really helping me on their website to expand into other product areas because I have problems to solve. But another one did, I might go there. 
So after I made my choice and I experienced the whole thing and really loved it, guess what? Can you tell that I'm a loyal customer? Can you tell? That's the next step. That's the final destination is loyalty. So after choice, once you've had that experience, once your customer has experienced your, the interaction with your company and your brand, it will hopefully lead them to customer loyalty. If not, they're going to go back to their list and consider somebody else. Nobody wants one sale. They want multiple sales. They want reorders. Customer loyalty being the final destination along the branding path. You could see how that path is critical in your customer's process for selecting you. And it is your job to make sure that your brand is going to relate so well and create such a fantastic experience that they will choose you and remain loyal to you. So if you've ever wondered why do I need to brand? Why is a logo so important? I have customers, you know, I should say they're really inquiries at this point. I, I got one um, just yesterday. Somebody messaged me on Facebook. You know, I have a, a business and you were referred to me by so-and-so. I need a website. I need, a, I need an update. I need, I need a couple of things tweaked and may need more tweaking in the future. Now, as, as a consultant of sorts, I'm not a website company. I'm not going to come in and tweak your website. Because here's the first question. I mean, it may, it may need that. But my first question is, what's the problem he's trying to solve? I mean, he's telling me he needs a tweak on his website. Well, I don't know. Is your website even doing what it's supposed to? What's the goal of your company? I mean, he's saying he needs a tweak on his website, but that's just an element of the entire brand, of the entire experience his company's providing. So what's the real goal? What's the real problem? What are you looking for your company to do that it's not doing now? Maybe you don't need a tweak on the website. Maybe you need a whole new website. Maybe your logo is good, but your website, they're not connected. There's no brand. When we look at your brand, it's the whole experience. So somewhere he has a problem and it's my job to figure out what that is and offer the appropriate solution. Maybe he just just does need an update to his website. But maybe he needs a logo. He doesn't have one. I don't know. I haven't looked at it enough yet. Just got it last night. So the bigger problem is what we as even if you're a designer, you're you can't just you know if if you're just a designer and you just do logos, well then every problem seems like it has a logo solution, right? No matter what problem they have, yeah, you need a new logo, you need a tweak to your logo, you need an update to your logo, you need a brand new logo. But now if it runs deeper than that, there there has to be other solutions that need to be addressed, need to be brainstormed. So anyway. I was getting a little micro there. But branding and the branding path needs to be considered because if your company isn't performing the way you want it to in terms of revenue and maybe you're not getting enough new business, isn't it, doesn't it all come down to sales? If it comes down to sales, well, then your brand needs to be well thought out. It needs to be well put together, well strategized, all together 
so that you are leading people through the path to your door. You see how that came together? That path, that branding path, needs to lead to your door. And if any of those things is off within your brand, guess what? There is no path to your door. There is a crossroads right before it, at which any point you could lose the customer. So there you go. You, you, you have a little better understanding of it now. This stuff is real. I think more people know it than ever before. Everybody knows they need a brand. They just don't know how to go about it. And honestly, you shouldn't know how to go about it because it's not, it's not what you do. It's what we do. <laughs> but I'm here just want to give you some education on how that works because, you know, whether you came to GenoveseWeb.com or not, you know, maybe you're somewhere else or whatever reason, I just want you to be educated. I want you to understand how this thing works so that you can better succeed. That's what we're about here in the podcast is sharing valuable information. I want to I want to hear from you. So I want you to hit me up across the web on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG on my YouTube channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, featuring Rob G. Hit me up with some comments there after you check out some videos. Spike some comments below and hit the subscribe button. I have content going up every week. Comment on what we talked about here in terms of the branding path. I want to hear your questions, your comments, uh, your challenges, and if there's anything you want me to address, you want me to address in future podcasts, let me know that too, and we'll we'll talk about that. So that's it for today. This has been the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I am Rob G. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.